0: favorite lady parable none other than Deborah A. Wright. How you doing Deborah? I'm doing great today. I'm always excited to be at KAZ Radio TV and today I'm thankful that I'm here for another episode of Just Telling My Stories. This episode of Just Telling My Stories was sponsored in part by DA Writing Associates, the premier agency for all of your tax, small business, nonprofit, and accounting needs. With over 30 years' experience, DA Writing Associates can get you to the next level and beyond. Give them a call today at 216 200 3160. Also sponsored in part by Paribus Publishing House. Why not use part of your tax refund to finally get your book published? They can help. Give them a call at 216-2003-160. Office is located in Euclid, Ohio. I'm excited today to come here and do another episode of just telling my stories with so many things going on with the coronavirus and schools being shut down. I think about the scripture in the Bible where it says, men's hearts shall fail them for fear. But because we know who who runs everything, we should not let our hearts worry or be in fear. We can be cautious and get our lights on and wash our hands and stay away from, from as many things that aren't necessary to have to go, but, but not to be afraid and hide and run in fear. Because fear causes all kinds of things like heart attacks and stress and other things, and we trust God with everything. God knows about the coronavirus, so we trust him, and we live our lives. One thing for certain, those of us that are sold out to Jesus Christ know that whatever ushers us into heaven, they we're gonna be all right for an eternity. Today, I um, had a story that i had wrote and it was published in the ame one of the ame um, linton journals last year and it was a a true story and it was about ducks have you ever noticed how the ducks will cross the street and they're not worried about not one single thing they don't care if you're honking a horn they don't care whatever they're going to take their time getting across watch their babies across and sometimes even run back and come forward so this story is called the ducks. The scripture reference is Isaiah 26 and 3 which says thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. It was one of those days where everything that could go wrong did. Uh, not the kind of wrong where something was broken or lacking but it just didn't follow the neat little to-do list that I had prepared. I saw myself finally getting back on track after one quick errand. I saw a long line of cars in the direction that I had to take. I prided myself in taking a quick turn down a side street. I was back on track now. I was back in control. But as I turned the next corner, I saw a smaller line of cars stopped. What was it now? Ducks! They were waiting on a long line of ducks. There were at least a dozen ducks casually strolling across the main street without a care in the world. For a short moment I was mesmerized by the ducks. They weren't concerned that everybody was watching those few extra pounds resting on their hips as they waddled across. They could care less which Mercedes or Lexus held passengers en route to an important meeting. They patiently waited as the baby ducks explored, running back and forth across all lanes of the street. They didn't fuss or bark. They just let the baby ducks play. As the last duck tucked her imaginary stop sign under her wing and crossed to the other side, traffic slowly began to move. I felt a strange sense of relief after watching the ducks. The pressure of the day had diminished, and I had a sense of calm, a sense of peace. In my mind, I felt like one of those mama ducks. I slowly put my foot on the gas and waddled on towards my destination at peace. Prayer. Father, help us to realize that you are in control and teach us how to trust you in any situation. Amen. And that was the thought for that story and I thought about that one and I pulled that one out because you hear all of these um announcements that the schools are going to be closed in different places for three weeks and two weeks and till April and The parents are wondering what are they going to do about children at home alone when they have to go to work. But we have to be like those ducks and realize that God is in control. One good thing about it is a portion of those three weeks was spring break anyway. So we have to learn to start to look at things in some positive way. I am. a couple of months ago, I joined from Face one of my Facebook friends, one of those um, stock market things where you can put small amounts of cash and, and buy stocks and buy shares. And so um, for joining, they gave me one little share. And that one little share was worth something like $5 and some change or whatever. But it made me feel good because, again, in my life, I had made some changes and I was in a different category and I and I owned a share of stock on Wall Street. But now that everything's going south, I started thinking instead of being discouraged, I looked at the prices and now I could afford afford Twitter, Ford, Bank of America, all kinds of things. So instead of us as Christians worrying, look at what we could do. I could take $50 and own five different brand name stocks. I may only own one share, but it's still look at the positive side of things and not always the negative side of things. And I found a little story. um, If we are on, in some parts, on mandatory Man, you know, locking yourself up mandatorily for two weeks or whatever. Look at how many times you said to the Lord, God, I feel like I'm running in the rat race. God, I feel like I just don't have enough time with my family or to do things or whatever. You know, that could be a blessing in some cases. You know, you would have time to finish him and those curtains or or making it quilt or doing whatever so look at the positive side of it you're supposed to have food and water in your house anyway so that's not a new thing you know the virtuous woman taught us to be prepared and to have things. But don't look at it in the negative. Look at it as this, this is a time where I can kind of get back and regroup and find out who I am. Get off of the treadmill and just stop and rest. Our bodies weren't meant to run and rip and run all the time. We were meant to have some time alone. This is a time that you can have to, um, even if you get out, get to know your neighbors. And that brought me to this little funny story, it's called Mr. Willie and the Raccoon. It's actually a story that I borrowed and elaborated on from one of my choir members when a raccoon got stuck on her porch. So I dedicate this um, story to Rachel. Once upon a time, there was a quiet little street just off of Main Street. There were cute little houses with clean little yards and the people were nice. But they didn't do many things together as neighbors often do. Everyone made their lawns very trimmed and neat, and everyone made sure that they kept their houses painted and trimmed. For the most part, it was a really nice neighborhood. But the prettiest house on the street, that is, of course, according to her opinion, was the house of Mima Williams. Now, Mima lived by herself, and all of her children and grandchildren lived in another state. Her life was simple. For the most part, she just went to church, the grocery store, up the road, and come back home and tend to her garden. She would pity patter around the house and, on occasion, bake one of her famous peach pies. Baking peach pies was her favorite thing to do, especially when it was chilly outside. Now she loved to make homemade bread and homemade soup. Mm. But of course, most of the time, it was just her there to enjoy it. So it really kind of took some of the fun out of it. Now in Meemaw's backyard was this huge old peach tree. That peach tree must have been very old because Meemaw and her husband bought that house some 40 years ago and it was there then. Meemaw would freeze some of the peaches and can some of them and take the rest of them over to the orphanage or to the nursing home. Life was pretty good on that little street, but it could sometimes get lonely. Everyone stayed to themselves. Oh, they would wave their hand and nod in their, their head in passing, but that was about the size of it. Now, one day, all of that changed. You see... During the night, Meemaw heard a racket out at the old peach tree. There was such a smacking and a cracking sound that she could hardly sleep. It must have been some animal helping himself to some of those peaches. The loud cracking and smacking noises scared her so bad she left her bedroom and went to sleep in the living room. She did doze off for a few minutes, but then the cracking and the smacking seemed to come closer and closer and louder and louder. Oh, me, oh my, what was she going to do? Soon the sun began to rise and she could see outside. There in the middle of her sun porch was the biggest old raccoon you ever wanted to see. He was sitting there just as snug as a bug in a rug on her porch. He was fat and full from a midnight feast of peaches. Oh, she screamed and jumped up on the kitchen chair, and she stood there, looking out the kitchen window. She could see him. She began pecking on the window with a broom handle. That pecking didn't disturb that old raccoon. He just wiggled his body around to get comfortable and started taking a nap. What was she going to do? She began making noises to scare him away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, none of Mima's noises scared that old raccoon. He just lifted up his head and screeched and hissed back at her. Mima almost fell off that chair. What was she gonna do? She took the broom handle and she could reach the phone while she was still standing. She was gonna call her neighbor, Miss Neighbor, Miss Rachel. It was early in the morning, but Miss Rachel usually gets up at the crack of dawn. Good morning, Rachel. Uh, There's a big old raccoon on my sun perch, and I'm scared and I don't know what to do. Do you have any suggestions? Rachel said, oh, me? Oh, my. Well, 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 did you try pecking on the window? Yes. Uh, Did you try making animal noises to scare him? Yes. Well, call animal services. Maybe they can get someone out to come out. Meemaw thanked Miss Rachel said, Miss Rachel, we've got to get together sometime. Miss Rachel agreed and they said every time they spoke, they said the same thing, but it never came to pass. Meemaw called the Division of Animal Services and they would come out to rescue the trapped animal, but not if it's inside your property. Meemaw thought, well, that sounded like foolishness. The same kind of foolishness of her standing on top of that kitchen chair. <laughs> She slowly stepped down off of the kitchen chair and she had to devise a plan. She was not going to allow that old raccoon to take up residence in her sun porch. There were a few other neighbors on the street. One of them was away with her children for a few months, recovering from surgery, and two of them didn't have phones. And then there was Mr. Willie. So, meanwhile, called Mr. Willie. Mr. Willie agreed to come right over. Mr. Willie came over with his tool belt and his carpenter overalls. He walked around the outside of the sun porch. He scratched his head a bit. He squinted through the screen a bit. He did all kinds of noises and antics to rouse the old raccoon out of his napping position. (laughs) Meemaw didn't want to laugh, but Mr. Willie was quite a sight out there trying to scare that old raccoon. But that old raccoon wasn't worried about it. He just shifted his body and got comfortable again and kept on napping. Mr. Willie kept running back and forth from his house to Meemaw's house, getting one contraption after another, trying one thing after another to get that old raccoon off of Meemaw's porch. After a few trips back to his house, he started measuring and sawing and hammering and bamming. And then he started whistling. He'd whistle a while and then he'd take out his handkerchief and wipe his forehead a while and get right back at it. Meemaw looked out the window and saw Mr. Willie whistling and working. He looked as happy as he could be. She looked out and saw that old raccoon. He looked happy too, all curled up and napping on her sun porch. Meemaw was so nervous, all she could think to calm her nerves was to cook. So she started baking one of her famous peach pies. She baked some fresh bread and she made some of her famous homemade soup. Mr. Willie was still working and whistling. The old raccoon was still napping and snoring. The early morning had passed and noon had passed and now it was late in the afternoon. Mr. Willie had made some kind of contraption that was attached to her sun porch that went on, out, and around, and down, and part of the yard that led to the little creek. Mima had cooked all that she could cook by now, and it was ready. She called Mr. Willie in and said that the least she could do is invite him for dinner. (sighs) Mr. Willie smiled and wiped his forehead and quickly agreed to have some of that homemade soup fresh-baked bread, and a homemade peach pie. After he watched up, he came and sat down for dinner. All of a sudden, he jumped up. You know, the kind of jumping up someone has when they have a great idea? He grabbed his plate with a slice of pie on it and ran outside. He ran out to the end of the contraption and placed the freshly baked peach pie on a napkin on the ground. Meemaw was looking out from the kitchen window. Mr. Willie was looking up from the end of the contraption. And the old raccoon began to wiggle. He wiggled and he was trying to wake up. The old raccoon began to hiss and wipe his eyes. And as fast as a rabbit, he headed out the hole in the sun porch towards the smell of the freshly baked peach pie. Snap! Click! Mr. Willie caught that old raccoon right smack in the middle of that contraption. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was clapping and smiling in the kitchen, and Mr. Willie was smiling and tapping near the contraption. Mr. Willie grabbed the cage and parted the contraption and headed to the creek to free the old raccoon. He then came back to the sun porch and fixed the hole in the porch that allowed the raccoon to come in in the first place. Meemaw thanked Mr. Willie and they continued to finish their dinner and laughed and talked about that old raccoon. Now after dinner, Mima thanked Mr. Willie and Mr. Willie thanked Mima. Mr. Willie went out to the front porch, down the steps and headed towards his house. Meemaw watched him as he headed out. Right about halfway down, Meemaw's sidewalk, Mr. Willie turned around and said, Would you be so kind to join me for dinner on Friday? Mima answered, Only if you would be so kind to join me for lunch on Wednesday. They both smiled and agreed. Mima bundled up some of the soup and bread and peach pie and took it over to Miss Rachel and the other neighbors nearby. After that raccoon incident, the folks on the little street grew closer and continued to look out for one another. Now, Mima had someone to share her cooking with. She was happy and content baking and cooking and having other people enjoy it. Mr. Willie was happy and content to be able to use his carpentry skills again, helping out neighbors in the neighborhood. Yes, it was beautiful. Just wonderful. Living in the neighborhood with that old peach tree. Now that's a story about neighbors that each person was content to just live by themselves and stick to themselves. And some of them were lonely inside of their houses. Some of them had skills that could be utilized and no place to use them. So... My prayer is that this coronavirus or whatever's going on, that you would get to know the people around you, get to know the neighbors around you. I have to make a confession. My husband is more involved in the neighborhood than I am because he's he's the one that cuts the grass and, and shovels the snow and rakes the leaves and they're all out there together sometime. But We live in a a cul-de-sac, so it's kind of an enclosed group of people, and I love my neighbors. I like my neighbors, but I have to be honest that I have not been available to them in ways that I should have, um, you know, with deaths and sicknesses and those kind of things. So when situations like this coronavirus happen and it causes us to be isolated in our neighborhoods and, and, and locked in our neighborhoods, visit your neighbors or see about your neighbors. My mom was telling me that one of her neighbors brought her some water. They went and bought water and her being the elderly person, one of the elderly people on the street, they thought enough to bring her a case of water too. So instead of being in fear and afraid of what may happen with this coronavirus, we have to be like like the ducks, not be concerned about what's gonna happen, but actually to find something positive out of it. Those of you that have been looking for a time to rest, well, maybe this is your time to rest. Those of you have, that have been looking to do some spring cleaning, well, you may have a couple of weeks to do that. Those of you that have not had an opportunity to sit down and have dinner together as a family, maybe this is an opportunity for you to have that too. I got curious on the way over here about what the word Corona means, and I Googled it briefly. You can Google it, Google it again, but what I saw was it, it was a reference to a crown, reference to stellar activity. So I thought about crowns and stars and that kind of thing, but here we think about it as death. But one thing for certain is we know that we are going to die. I've had cancer two times. And it's it's not a scary thing, but I was never totally afraid because I know that I have made preparations for my soul. So when you think of the coronavirus and you think of crowns, have you made preparation for your soul? Have you made preparations for whatever happens to usher you out of here That you are that God will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So this is a time for us to really reflect upon life, reflect upon the beauty of life. Even in the midst of cancer, coronaviruses, or whatever, there's always some beauty in life. Always some beauty in life. And we look at these other things and think, well, maybe this will wipe out a lot of people. I don't remember how many people in the world. It's so many billions, but not to say it negatively but only 4,000 died so far that's a small amount of people but yet we're letting it take over our whole lives some people be cautious be careful be aware but don't have a heart attack worrying about it but I also want to take time because something in my personal life happened with somebody that I'm close to related to domestic violence and um Sometimes a lot of, I mean, a lot of people go through domestic violence situation. And a lot of times, unfortunately, it ends up in the death of someone, male or female. So this next poem, I have another poem. We are, and I remember looking on Facebook where someone was complaining about people wanting to change them. Sometimes when people aren't happy with themselves, they want to try to change you. But the Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I know to get along with people, we learn to agree to disagree or, or we change and we make things happen. But nobody has the right to change the essence of who you are. And today I was looking on the computer and I found this poem and I was like, okay. I'm not exactly sure. I don't even remember writing it, but it has my name and a copyright on it. And it wasn't that long ago, but that just shows you how many poems I I wrote. But I I think it might have been when I was going to go um, do one of the slam contests here in town. And you know how the young people do it. So I think it might have read it because it's not like my typical, but the words were very important. And it says, no time for your hate. You mean to tell me it's between me and you? It'll be me all day long, baby. I love myself. No time for your dancing song. You see, God created me specifically so that I can live and learn and grow into this me. So you think you're gonna break this pattern, retrofit my mold, crush the essence of my very soul to fit into your little ball? not. All of your ranting and raving and bragging on yourself. Bodacious and voracious has gotten old. It's all about you, I'm told. So I suppose I'll be stepping because you ain't repping what I'm all about. Uh Uh-uh. Mr. Man, don't bother to get off your throne. I can find my own way out. This queen is gone. So no matter what people think you are, realize that you are a child of the most high God. People don't have the right to put you down. You may be under construction because we all are. We all have issues. And we all are finding our way through this journey called life. This other poem, I do remember this one. It's called Under Construction. Baby, God ain't never promised you no petal garden. You see, for every rose, there's ten thorns. Even pretty comes with pain, and ain't no fairies and unicorns. In this life, you might as well fix your face, long as you part of this human race. Feeling sad, depressed, and woe is me ain't no place you ought to be. You see, life is precious, a gift at its best. We are all God's special diamonds. The trials and try just the test. It can be hard, I'm not lying. But every test cuts what's rough and trials put on the shine. Straighten your back and grit your teeth. Don't waste good time a crying. You see, God knows what you're made of and life just measures you up. Building good up and taking bad down, drink what's in your cup. Gulp down the bitter, savor the sweet, Make a smile out of that frown. For everything you go through on this side is just measuring you for your crown. You see, we're all kings and queens when we serve God. Because we're royalty. But he never promised us that life would be easy. He never said we wouldn't have coronaviruses. We wouldn't have swine flu. We wouldn't have those things. But he did promise that these things won't even come near our dwelling. And if they do, if that is his decision to to use something like that and and take us out of here, we have a crown. We have a crown in heaven. We shall wear a crown. That's one of my favorite songs. I shall wear a crown. When it's all over, we know that one day it's going to be all over. But during this time of uncertainty, Just check on your neighbors, check on your friends, and we that have Christ, we have a confidence like those ducks, because we're not worrying like the other people. So you can take that confidence and share with someone that is worrying. Let them know that God is still in control, and this is an opportunity for us to show godly Christian love some people may, a lot of children are going to be out of school. If you have a neighbor that has children out of school, volunteer to go check on them, make a call, send a text or whatever, volunteer to be an emergency contact for them. This is a perfect opportunity for us to show Christian love to the world, to show Christian confidence to the world. And Pray about this situation because you know there's nothing that's too hard for God. I want to thank you for this for watching this episode of Just Telling My Stories. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can cash at Dollar Sign D A T Z, W R I G H T. That's right. And any amount will help us keep continuing to bring episodes of Just Telling My Story. Until then, be encouraged. Straighten up your crown and strut like that duck with confidence and boldness because you are somebody. Thank you.